We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Mama, there goes that man. You Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you are joining us for this episode. And we want to welcome you with open arms and remind you or inform you, if this is your first time, that you can uh, interact with us in several different ways. You can go to wadeswordproductions.com. That's wadeswordproductions.com. Productions.com and subscribe to the email list. Take a look around, listen to past episodes. Even if you've listened for a while, you can go back and listen to all of the episodes. Some are better than others, like anything else, and some are really hidden gems uh, of past episodes. So you can do that, wadeswordproductions.com. You can also call us 24 hours a day on our sports line. We set up a sports line for you guys. You can call us, leave a message, comment question anything you want to say all the things that you want to get off your chest anytime day or night we want you to give us a call with your sports take and you may just end up on the very next episode also on facebook sports talk with devin wade group you can be a part of the group we want you to be a part of the group and finally on twitter at wade's word so all of those ways are ways to be interactive and as time goes on uh, we'll explain more of those things, maybe this episode, but if you continue to listen, you'll understand what we're trying to do as it pertains to being connected with you guys, because that's the important thing, right? We're a community. We're building a community around talking sports. So before we get into headlines, let me tell you what we have coming up. We do have headlines. We have a conversation with our guy, King T, Terrence Harris from the Defender Network, We'll uh, get his take on a number of things. He's a Clevelander. He's a Houstonian now, but he's a native Clevelander. So we'll talk some Browns and some uh, Ohio stuff, I guess. So we'll get into some of that and a lot more with him. We will have a Lamar Ward for the big dummy of the episode. And, of course, we'll have some headlines. Here from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy on the Mix, and our wonderful sponsors. You'll hear from them as well. So, before I get started with the headlines, want to tell you uh, a couple things been on my mind. Been busy, really, really busy. Uh, in Jackson, Mississippi last week, as Texas Southern took on the Jackson State Tigers, Coach Prime, Coach Deion Sanders' team, and he wasn't there. He has been hospitalized. He finally got out of the hospital today. He finally got out. He wasn't there, but his team was there, and they came away with a victory, and I'll get into that. But while I was away, a couple of rough things happened. One thing personal, and the other thing was, of course, to my city, and I'm talking about the tragedy at Astroworld, the Astroworld event. For those of us who grew up in Houston, Astroworld was the place. That was our Disneyland. That was our Knott's Berry Farm. That was that was our place, right? We, you know, it was our amusement park. And now, of course, the name will be synonymous with tragedy as eight folks died and uh, just were crushed and had cardiac arrest from just uh, the movement and the sort of a melee, the the mashing together of thousands and thousands of people, no room, nowhere to go, nowhere to escape. And it was a really, really a uh, bad tragedy. And we're kind of working through that as a city. And it's a very difficult time to have something so fun as, and really Travis Scott had done so much in the community leading up to the event. So, I mean, he's a native Houstonian and he loves his city and he does things and did things last week to help the city. He seems like a really, really good guy. I can't tell you any of his music. That's more of an indictment on me. But I will say this. Uh, obviously, he has a tremendous amount of pull. And when I heard about this, and I, I can kind of relate on a much smaller scale. Because I was in one of these situations once. There was a general admission concert at the Southern Star Amphitheater at Astroworld. In the back of Astroworld 
was a theater, and they started putting concerts on back there. Well, this concert was the Fresh Fest. Now, if you're old enough, you remember this. But if you, I mean, maybe most of you won't. But Fresh Fest was the Fat Boys, Houdini, Run DMC, and I want to say UTFO. So those were the groups that were performing at the concert. And so it was general admission. And the way it was, is it, I, I want to say it was a cement part right in front of the stage. And then the area went all the way back where it was a rise and there was a walkway on, on top of it. it. Anyway, you can cram a lot of people in. I was probably 13, 14. And, of course, like everybody else, I wanted to be as close to the stage as I could. And I got up there, and the pushing commenced. People were so packed in there. I was soaking wet, sweating. I was sort of swept off my feet because things would happen within this crowd, this huge. And I'm, I'm talking, they had 50,000 at Astroworld. At this Fresh Fest, maybe 10, maybe 15. But around the stage, people were packed in tight. And anytime somebody would stumble or push, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of people moved in one direction or the other. I'm telling you, I dropped something and there was no way I was going to reach down to get it. People were fainting in that situation. No one died, but people were fainting because of the heat. I was soaking wet and you could see the steam. It wasn't a cold, uh, really a, uh, uh, a cool day, as I recall, but you could see steam rising. It was so hot in there and I had to get out. I had to get out, and it was a a very helpless feeling to be surrounded by people, and there was no way out. It took me a while to get out. Then I went to the back, and I enjoyed the show. It was about 15 degrees cooler than it was in that scrum. So just a tragic, tragic situation, and I'm praying for all of the folks. And I don't think that we have heard of the last of the fatalities in this situation. I think, from my understanding, a couple more folks may not make it through and may not recover from the injuries sustained at that concert. So real, real rough time. And so that was disappointing. Also, while I was away covering TSU football versus Jackson State, I had to put my dogs with someone. One was boarded and the other one was not. Well, the one that was not ended up having some urinary issues, a urinary tract infection. And I will tell you this. A dog had to go to the doggy ER. And he's fine. Well, I mean, he's on the road to recovery. But this threw my whole day, my whole situation into disarray. And my dog shucks. He was he was not well. And I spent a lot of money, an embarrassing amount of money on his recovery. And he's getting well. But it just ruined my whole trip. Man, my boy waited till I was gone to get sick and I knew that when he, once he saw me he would perk up a little bit he did we got home we got him full of uh antibiotics and he is on the road to recovery so that was a really really crazy weekend also uh, seeing Shadour Sanders in that Jackson State team and I'm let me say this right out the gate I think Prairie View is going to win the swag I think they will represent the swag in the celebration ball now, a couple big games coming up this weekend in the swag, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But before I go into that, let's get into some headlines. In headlines, a lot going on in the NFL and basketball and all over the place. But we're going to concentrate on a couple of things. Real quickly, a couple signings happen today. Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Rams. Now, I thought he might be a good fit with the Chiefs, although they just signed Josh Gordon, who hadn't had an impact to this point. We'll see what happens moving forward with him. But I think this is another great ad by the Rams, and I think that they have enough talent that he can check his ego at the door if he really wants to win. This is what he really wants. 
Check your ego at the door, and you can be a part of a winner. They've already added Vaughn Miller. They have some uh, high-profile guys on defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They have some pieces all over the place on that team on both sides of the ball. The hottest receiver, the receiver of the year so far, Cooper Cup, and, of course, my guy, my fantasy guy, who uh, does well for me most weeks. And I'm talking about Robert Woods. So they have a lot there. And to add a third receiver to Woods and Cup, it's going to be great. You got Tyler Higby at tight end, so you, he may not get a lot of work, but we'll see because a lot of concentration will take place on Cooper Cup and then Robert Woods, and then that'll give uh, uh, Odell some opportunity to make something happen as he'll be lined up against the third best DB in the opposing secondary. So that happened. Cam Newton is back. After he blew his whole situation. And they'll say it's not because he didn't get vaccinated. Yes, it is. Because if you're vaccinated, you would not have had to go through the protocol and sit out that allowed uh, Mac Jones to get more work with the first team. Belichick said, well, you know what? I've seen enough. We can go with this guy. Peace, Cam. Because you already, already lost significant time in 2020 because you had COVID. And when you came back, you weren't yourself. Before he went out, he looked a lot different from when he came back. And it just didn't work out for him in New England. Now he's back in Carolina. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm, I am I'm rule for Cam. I've been on Cam. I, I, I'll go back and forth with Cam. I was on Cam with his Super Bowl behavior and not handling losing like an adult. All that kind of stuff back in the day. But at this point, I root for him. And uh, let's see if he can um, redeem himself and get back into the league healthy enough to get back in the league and be the quarterback that he once was, which was an MVP, a co-MVP, right? Was he MVP, co-MVP? Uh, and so he's back. But the biggest thing, Aaron Rodgers, a lot of folks still talking about Aaron Rodgers. And it just, it's just, this is terrible. <laughs> this is a bad situation. He's only fined $14,000. And the Green Bay Packers were fined 300000 That's not even a slap on the wrist. Because they did sort of a cost equivalency, and the $14,000 fine is the equivalent of a $33 fine for someone in the real world, for a civilian. And so that's nothing. And then you look at the fact, my man Ray Miller posted this on the uh, Sports Talk with Devin Wade page on Facebook. CeeDee Lamb was fined $20,000 for not having his shirt tucked in. How does any of this work? How does any of this fair? It's ridiculous. And let me say this. I have never hated Aaron Rodgers. Like a lot of people, they, they either love him or hate him. He, I don't know, he's sort of a polarizing figure because of his, his smugness and his aloofness and I'm, I'm smarter than the next guy type thing. He just, he's not somebody. Sometimes you think, okay, yeah, this is a cool dude. I, I can hang out with him. And another time, I'm like, no, he wouldn't want to hang out with, with me. He, his crew is that crew, and that crew means a lot of things politically these days. And he came across like that with his initial statements. Oh, you know, I'm the woke mob. This, is, this don't have to do with wokeness. This has to do with you being a liar and a coward. And you put people in danger of getting sick because they thought that you were vaccinated. He apologized. He said, oh, he should have been forthcoming and why why i say he's a coward on this and, and again you can be brave in areas and cowardice in other areas i mean i'm brave on some things other things i'm not so brave at but by and large as it pertains to this situation aaron Rodgers was a real coward because he knew Kyrie, he knew andrew wiggins he knew other high profile guys were taking heat for not being vaccinated and had he just come out, I mean, LeBron caught hell for a minute. And, and he didn't even really say, you know, what was what. But, again, Rogers hid behind semantics. He was, I, I'm immunized. Yeah, but you're not vaccinated. And you're not immunized against COVID because that would mean that you are immune from getting it because of a vaccination. You didn't do that. You played games. You've apologized. He lost one sponsor. I think, you know, some people think, oh, it's no big deal. We just want to see him play. Okay, there's the on-the-field component of this, and he is needed more because of the performance of Jordan Love, who got his first start. I don't know if Aaron's going to play Sunday or not, but I just think that that was just a horrible thing to do 
to put people in danger. And you talk about, you know, who you consulted with, none of whom were doctors. What in the hell is wrong with people? You know, because you got a couple homeboys that said that somebody you know, Shantae cousin, brother, he took some some cream and now he's better, even though it's not prescribed for that. It's not a prescription at all. It's over the counter. But this is who you trust. You're going to talk to those people and not rely on real science. I mean, this this is crazy. But Aaron Rodgers, it's a bigger issue because nobody in the media pressed him on this. Nobody said, hey, man, so what shot did you take? You know, when did you take the shot? Did you have any side effects? Let, let's follow up with this. Nobody said a word. It's Aaron Rodgers. Nobody in the Green Bay Packer organization said anything when they knew he was appearing before the media without a mask. Furthermore, the NFL didn't check him on that. Because if they knew he was not immunized and they saw those press conferences, he knew he was before media without a mask. And yet you said nothing. You said nothing. So the NFL is complicit in this, and that's why you only got a $300,000 fine instead of losing draft picks. Now, you may, because of the collective bargaining agreement, you may not have been able to really get Aaron Rodgers and find him or punish him the way you really wanted to, but you could have hit the Green Bay Packers a lot harder than you did, and a lot of people dropped the ball on that situation. And I hope that only Aaron Rodgers got sick and not any of his teammates. I hope nobody caught COVID from him. This too cool for school, and oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not a sheep, okay, but you're not an intellect, not with that bull. Now you want to walk it back a little bit. But you always act like you know way more than anybody. And normally that's abrasive and most people don't like that. That hadn't bothered me a whole lot. I kind of even root for Green Bay. You can't deny his talent. Top five quarterback since he's been in the league. Well, since he's been a starter. He's definitely a Hall of Fame quarterback. And even though he only won one Super Bowl. But I will tell you this. I root for Green Bay because of how the team is structured. It's owned by the fans. It's the sm- one of the smallest markets in the NFL. It, it's, it harkens back to old school NFL. So those are the things that make me root for Green Bay. Not necessarily him, but I appreciate his talent. I just think that he was a liar and a coward. And we've all, I mean, I've lied and I've been not the bravest about certain situations, but not about stuff like this. I mean, you can't. Put yourself before every single problem. And that's the problem we have in society now. Everybody's putting themselves before everybody else. The other thing that stood out in the NBA, and I have I watched the Rockets perform last night. Lost to Detroit. I watched Jalen Green versus uh, Kay Cunningham. Kay, Kay Cunningham was a very kind of measured player. And Jalen Green was the hype guy. He really was all over the place. I think he had a few more points. But the dub went to... Detroit and the Rockets have only won one game this season. But the, the news was the beef between Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris. I don't know if you've seen the video, but essentially Markeith Morris, one of the Morris twins of the Miami Heat, he fouled Jokic really, really hard. He extended that elbow. He got underneath him and he, he gave him you know, a nice little excessive foul. I mean, by the standards in which I grew up, maybe not a flagrant per se, but it's definitely something worthy of being addressed. And Jokic addressed it by hitting him in the back. He ran upon him and knocked him down. And, of course, Morris was flailing around on the ground. He tried to get up, but he couldn't make it up. And now the beef continues. Jokic, for his part, said, look, I had to protect myself. And he fouled me. It was extra. It was too much. And I responded. I don't like the way that I responded. I shouldn't respond that way, but I did. Marcus Morris responded on social media like these things tend to happen these days. He said that, oh, okay, you want to hit him when he wasn't looking. That's duly noted. Sort of a veiled threat. To which the Jokic brothers, uh, his older brothers were like, hey, leave it on the court. Because if you try something else, I guarantee you we going to be there. So that sets the stage for a lot more drama around the NBA or not. Maybe the league will get involved to make sure nothing gets too hectic. But sometimes, you know, and my take on this is 
sometimes when you get extra, you get extra. And so he got extra. And guess what? He got extra from Jokic. These guys play with each other all the time for years. So they know the reputation of the Morris brothers. They're perpetual line steppers. They go right up to the line and over the line. And they act like they're, they're gangsters in a league of millionaires. They, they, you know, they're tough guys. And Jokic brothers like, okay, we, we're about it. Now, again, on one hand, I like that kind of nonsense. Y'all know me. I, I enjoy that kind of nonsense. But on the other hand, do we really want it to get this far? We got a lot of stuff going on. Do we really want this to get this far? Let's hope not. I'm sure the league will handle it. But they know the Mars brothers. They've been playing with these guys for years. So uh, if you want to act like that, then sometimes people are going to respond. So he won't do that to Jokic again. And if he does, he'll be prepared for retaliation. What's your take on that? 832-941-6614. 832-941-6614. Crazy week in the NFL as it pertains to teams. What is up with this league? What do we know about this league anymore? There's such parity, and not in a good way. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe you like it. But you count on a team to be a dominant team. You said, okay, Dallas Cowboys. And, and first of all, I, I hate the Cowboys, and I have every reason to hate them even more because offensively, I've been riding with them on DraftKings. I've been putting some money where my mouth is with those Cowboys, and they got blown out of the water at home by the Denver Broncos. They threw up a couple of late touchdowns, but, I mean, they were shut out for a lot of that game. They were blown out, and that cost me money. I didn't get my numbers from the guys that I thought I would get numbers from. So, you know, I got screwed by the Cowboys yet again. Uh, but that's a big loss for them. Because every time you think, okay, yeah, they're legit. Now this, and watch them do it again. Watch them. Watch them do it again. Now the Buffalo Bills, you lose to Jacksonville. The Texans beat Jacksonville. So, again, these things happen in the NFL. These are professional players on both sides. But that is just, uh, come on, man. Jacksonville? <laughs> really? What was it, 9-6? You couldn't score against Jacksonville? And then finally, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's kind of coming down to earth. We kind of, they are what we kind of thought they were, which is a year or two away from being the class of that division. The surprising thing for me are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Four in a row. Mike Tomlin is such a great coach, man. He will never get the love that he deserves. He won't. He just won't. But he's in his 15th season. He's never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. Do you know how hard that is in the NFL? I mean, that's extremely hard. If it wasn't for a Bill Belichick, he may have a couple more Super Bowls. But he had guys like Peyton Manning in his way and guys like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in his way. Otherwise, he may have more. And I don't think – I don't know Pittsburgh. And if people out there in Pittsburgh that are listening, I don't know. Is he appreciated in that city? Because he didn't get the shine, and he addressed that when they were talking about his room, rumors of him going to uh, USC. Like, no other coach of his caliber is talking about getting, you know, they're not rumors that he's going to take a college job. So that that's kind of crazy. I hope he gets his respect and his appreciation because that team, again, they're going to be there. That AFC North and that AFC West is just, you never know what's going to happen. And then you don't know when it, what's going to happen with Tennessee. Derrick Henry, okay, for one week you live to laugh and enjoy another week. Adrian Peterson got a touchdown. Blew the dust off of him. But are they just going to continue this without Derrick Henry? Not sure they can. We'll have to see. Colts, they're all around winning, and then they blow it. Or they turn over the football. I mean, they are a frustrating team to watch as well. So you still have Arizona doing what they did with Colt McCoy at quarterback. So now watch this. Everybody's counting on them. Oh, that's the team. Okay, that's the team. And watch what happens. 
Watch what happens. I, I'm not. I've never been on the Arizona bandwagon. No hate. Just I'm not on that bandwagon. I don't believe in them like that. Maybe I need to watch them a little bit closer. So with that, gonna take a brief time out. Come back on the other side. Hear from our guy from the Defender Network, King T. Terrence Harris. That and a Lamont Award and a whole lot more. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. For past episodes or more content, go to wadeswordproductions.com. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Check him out on SoundCloud, on Instagram, and around the city of Houston. And you definitely want to show him some love and, and let him know how much you appreciate what he adds to the podcast. Because I enjoy it. I get to get my little boogie on in the break. So I get a little time out there uh, to reset and get you set for the second half of the episode. So if you have music and you want your music heard on the podcast, just email us music at wadeswordproductions.com. That's music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. We want it to be relatively radio edit. We want it to be clean, uh, mostly clean. I can edit out some stuff, but yeah, it doesn't matter. We want to hear your music. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point or an extended portion or a uh, entire song, an extended portion of a mix, whatever you have. And again, we've had all varieties of music, and we welcome that. Because I'm a music man, if you don't know. But if you go to wadeswearproductions.com, you would know that. So do that. And subscribe to the email list while you're at it. Well, last week, I uh, was in Jackson, Mississippi, as I mentioned earlier. Got a chance to see uh, the Jackson State Tigers, Coach Prime, and Shadur Sanders, and that vaunted Jackson State defense. And I will tell you this, not blown away by what I saw offensively. Now, I'm not going to go hard on Shadur Sanders. I think he he operated that offense efficiently, and it was set up for him to have some success. After the initial drive, the Texas Southern defense really cranked up, and he really had some problems. The, the areas that he did excel is when he broke containment and when the the Tigers were applying pressure, and for that, I give a lot of his a lot of credit to his receivers. His receivers did a really really good job of keeping plays alive and, and sticking with it, coming back to him, working themselves free, uh, and uh, that ultimately was the the reason why they were successful on offense. They did have some success running the football defensively. They, 
I don't know. Okay, so this is where it gets tough. The lack of efficiency from the Texas Southern passing game, is that attributed to our guy, our receivers, our quarterback, our O-line, or is it attributed to what the defense is doing? Sometimes it's easy because you see the pressure and the sacks, and sometimes it's not as easy. And it looked like, to me, a lot of the problems with the Tiger offense was the problem with personnel on our side. It wasn't necessarily what they were doing. Now, maybe, again, that's just from my my vantage point, which it was very cold outside. We were outdoors. It was beautiful on the field, but we were we were covered, and it was very windy at the top of the stadium, uh, Jackson's Veterans Memorial Stadium, and it was cold. <laughs> it was windy outside. I hadn't called a game outside like that in years, but that's where Visiting Radio is. And uh, I'll tell you what, getting an Uber in Jackson <laughs> can be challenging sometimes. And I almost missed uh, my flight because of that. Couldn't get anybody. And look, called all three cab companies in Jackson, Mississippi, 4.30 in the morning. No early birds. <laughs> Nobody answered the phone. Cab company didn't even answer the phone. All three of them. But ultimately, I got there. Nice trip. Great people. Didn't get the result that we wanted for Texas Southern, but... We live to fight another day. So that is going on. With that, let's get into our conversation with our guy, Terrence Harris, from the Defender Network. He's a veteran sports writer. He's been all over doing his thing all over the country. He's, uh, he's the dude. Our guy, King T, back aboard. And happy, happy belated birthday to you. You recently enjoyed your birthday. How are you this afternoon? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. And thank you for the birthday, love. I, I appreciate it all, man. Yeah, how was your birthday? Good birthday? It was great, man. You know, very low-key because that's, that's kind of me. Didn't really do too much, but I enjoyed the little stuff that I did do. Hung out with the kids, you know, did stuff with them. And, uh, and that was that was great. I mean, and so, you know, I loved it. I mean, that's just kind of how I am. I mean, you know, like I said, just keep it low-key, keep it real simple, and I'm good. And your Cleveland Browns gave you a big division victory on Sunday. And obviously, you being a Clevelander, your team is clearly the Cleveland Browns. You stated that several times on the podcast. Man, a lot of Cleveland Browns in the news, including this week with COVID hitting again injuries, yeah. the OBJ situation. Let's start with Odell Beckham Jr. Are you telling me that this team is legitimately better without a wide receiver like Odell Beckham Jr.? Yes. I mean, because we're well, thinking about it from this perspective. For whatever reason, we can't really say who was to blame, but I mean, he was never really that involved in, in any of the offensive attacks. I mean, you know, he, he was just a guy out there. I mean, you know, he they weren't looking for him, and then when they did look for him, he dropped balls. I mean, so it just... It, it never worked. I mean, so I think, you know, they played better. I mean, think about last season. Last season when we did well, guess where Beckham was? He was on injured reserve. Right. He was nowhere to be found. I mean, so when we played well, it just seems like, like some of the pressure's off to try to get the superstar guy involved, and he's maybe not really that guy anymore. So and nobody me, wants to say that. Let me ask you this because I'm sure you plugged in with your folks back in, in Cleveland. So in this little sort of – debate have more people sided with baker or did you get some people saying hey wait a minute man if you can't work it out with odell beckham anybody siding with odell beckham in this situation oh yeah i mean you got you got plenty of people who were who were siding with odell but i mean i think that that sort of changed and it, and it, and it, and it swayed in baker's uh favor after last week and what what the browns were able to do against the Bengals. and so i think people said okay you know, maybe it's not our quarterback. Maybe maybe it was just it didn't work. And it's, it's just that simple. I know those guys went in as fast friends. I don't know how that'll go moving forward. But what do you think Odell Beckham has left in the tank as far as, uh, I mean, can he thrive somewhere else? Or is it pretty much he, he's had his best days? I would not say that he can't thrive anywhere else. I just think he needs to go somewhere where they have a lot of weapons. You know, you're not going to face a bunch of double teams or anything like that. Because they have to respect your running game, you know they have to respect the passing game, and then you got other receiving mates who they really have to respect as well. And so then you can maybe drop Odell in the slot, and I think he can do some damage. So I don't think I would sit here and tell you that you know his best days are over, but 
you know, the Odell that we remember with the Giants, I don't think that that guy is still here. Right. But I think that he's still a playmaker in this league. Well, I mean, it seems like the AFC North just is not the running back division, although Tennessee can get in that contest as well because, of course, the Browns uh, lose a couple of running backs this week on top of having Kareem Hunt on IR. Now you have Felton and Nick Chubb who can't play because of COVID-19. You have, like, one running back that is going to be available. I'm sure they'll have some more available by game time. Uh, yeah. Can they overcome this against a tough New England team? Well, just remember this: that 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 one running back that that, that you know that they have available, Johnson. He, yes. ran, he ran for he ran for a buck forty one the last time he really got a he got an opportunity to shine. So, uh, which was a few weeks ago. So, I kind of feel good about our guy. I, I don't feel. I mean, the doom and gloom ain't there. I mean, you know, this is a guy you you don't run for one hundred forty one y- yards in this league if you're not if you're not special. I don't believe. I mean. So it's a lot of guys who played this league for a long time who've never run for 141 yards in a, in a single game. So I I like our guy. I mean, you know, and it's like 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 LeBron said years ago, man. Cleveland, nothing's given, everything's iron, and, and and we get it. I mean, and that that's just us. I mean, so yeah, we we fully expect. I mean, you know, like sometimes for bad things to happen, but for us to figure out how to overcome them. Well, when you talk about the most parity in a division, it's the AFC West and the AFC North. North, I mean, in the North, you got the Ravens at six and two, the Steelers at five and three, Browns five and four, Cincinnati, who's falling down to earth. I think the most impressive thing about that division, and you could talk about the comebacks by Lamar Jackson, which have been amazing, uh, but I also think that Mike Tomlin. And that team coming back to win four straight and doing what they're doing has been a big story that people aren't really climbing aboard just yet. But man, they yeah, got because, back to the race. Did you see what happened? Did you see what happened Monday night? I mean, they, I mean, the refs cheated for them, man. <laughs> Golly, I mean, that, that's that, that's where with an asterisk as far as I'm concerned, you know, because they, I mean, that, that was just robbery with what those refs did to the Bears the whole freaking night. But I mean, you know, but I, but in, but in terms of the league, top to bottom, and I think that this is where we're probably maybe a little bit better than the AFC West. I just feel like every team from top to bottom can beat each other. I mean, you know, there ain't no easy outs in, in our division. You know, the, the Bengals are definitely better. Uh, you know, and and they put one on the Ravens. You know, I, I can see the Bengals being you know being able to beat the Steelers. You know, I can see them being able to beat the Browns. I mean, you know, it's just. This is a, a, a just a a dog fight, man. I mean, and it's, it's a great division. It's the, to me, it's the best division in football. Period. You know, I don't even think it's really close. Yeah, and you talk about you if you look around. We talk about the parity in the AFC West. The Chargers five and three. The Raiders five and three. Kansas City five and four. Denver five and four. Uh, but here's what ha- is going to happen, and this is what I think could hurt them. And this is why Derrick Henry getting hurt makes such a big deal. But with these teams in both of those divisions, they're going to beat each other up. And it looks like New England is back in the game and Buffalo is falling down to earth. So with the North and the West beating themselves up in the division, a team like Tennessee could have went ahead and, and ran away with this thing. They're 7-2. and two. They're still far ahead. But it's hard to believe that they're going to keep that up with Derrick Henry, with him not in the lineup moving forward. Obviously, Adrian Peterson got a touchdown, but he's not going to he, – he's not a replacement <laughs> for, for Derrick, Derrick Henry. What are your thoughts on the top spot in the AFC? Now, right now it's up in the air. I don't, I don't think anybody can really look at this and say, this team has it over this one. This is going to definitely be the team that's going to be there because, I mean, you know, you, you look in you, – I mean, the Chargers look good. The Ravens look good. I mean, you know, but, you know, the problem with the Ravens and this, this will get you in playoff football is always kind of having to come back. You don't want to do that in the playoffs. You want to be a team that can go out and, and just put your foot on somebody's neck from the beginning to the end. And the Ravens haven't showed that yet. But I mean, but Lamar's an exciting player. But playoff football is a whole different level. And I mean, and it's a whole different thing. And that's why they haven't had the success with him in the playoffs. I mean, but you can win the regular season every year. I look at the Browns and honestly, as much as I love them, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't sit here and tell you 
that they could they could be right there. I'm hoping we make the playoffs. I'm not even sure if we're there. But you know, you you look the Raiders today. I don't know. I don't even know who their coach is. Right. To be right. honest with you, I mean, right. You Rich know, so. something or other. Yeah. And yeah, then of I course mean, the losses of the players for off the field behavior. That's a big hit too. So yeah, it, it is. yeah, so it, it's a tough and, and and some teams that you thought were on top had some big losses over the weekend. You talk about Buffalo losing at Jacksonville. Who saw that one coming? And also you talk about the Dallas Cowboys losing at home to Denver. To Denver, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's was, that's crazy, and it really got blown out. I mean, cosmetically they lost by fourteen, but that game was was over in the first half almost. Right, yeah. So, what are your thoughts I on? That's, I think that's this league, though, man. I mean, you know, the, the whole. I mean, any given Sunday, I is there. I mean, there's only really in my mind, there's only really one, one or two teams that you know pretty much every week when they show up, they're gonna lose. And, and we thought Jacksonville was one of those teams, and they're not. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not. I mean, you know, because they have, they do, they have a franchise quarterback, and and they have a decent defense too. So, you know, give them a little bit of time. I think they'll win a couple games. But the teams that, that just don't have it, I mean, you know, the, the, this team that plays out of Houston here, I mean, they just don't have it. Yeah, that's one you of know? the teams that just, after yeah, that opening you, you win, just, and then when Tyrod went down, they have never recovered, even though he came back. I didn't see one snap of that game. Did you? What do you what, what's your take on the Texans? Man, I was watching the Browns. I mean, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't really worry about them no more, man. You know, it's, it's not even a story. Yeah. That's that's the sad part. I mean, it's not a story. I mean, you know, the the last chance that we had, the, the last story that they had that might have been mildly interesting was, you know, trading Deshaun, and that didn't happen. So, who? I mean, it's just kind of who cares? I mean, the only thing you watch for now is, uh, let's just keep it real, unfortunately, is David Culley, and, and how long How long does he get to stay? Uh, my guess is he'll get another season. You think so? I, I mean, I can see where they would cut bait. I, I mean, no, you, I don't know. Because, this team, because here's the thing, and we all know this. We know how this works, right? We don't talk about it, but we know how this works. What David Culley was brought here for. They knew this team, and this was going to be bad for you know a few years. And they don't want the coach that they really want to have his job to have to go through that. And so I think, you know, they'll keep Cully for at least two years. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Wanna because ask you, next, year, next year is not going to be much better. No, nah, it um, it's, not, it's not looking that way. Not at all. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be much better next year. And so I think, you know, you just kind of deal with it with Cully. And, I mean, you know, because I don't think they're losing because of Cully. They're losing because they don't have, have enough talent. You know, that's the problem. I mean, you know, because in terms of bad clock managers and game managers, Hey, it's it's a guy up the street a few hours who who's who's very bad at that. <laughs> but they're winning games because they have talent in, in Dallas. That's the difference. I mean, so I'm not buying that. I mean, you know, but I I do think that he'll have two years, and I think he had a five year contract. He got he's making a head coach's salary, you know, and 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 it is kind of like his parting his parting retirement gift. I mean, you know. Yeah, this is working out well for David Cully. Ain't no benefits for him. Yeah, I agree with that part. And, and so, for those who feel sorry for him, hey, this guy that came out of obscurity, never interviewed for a head coaching job anywhere, <laughs> and he got uh, he's going to get at least a couple years. We, we, I guess you uh, going with your theory, and I, I I sort of can see that happening because if you don't, if you're not significantly better next year, what's the point in making a change of coach? I, so I get that part. Want to ask you about the biggest story in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers lying about his COVID status, and now the NFL is fined Green Bay 300000 He only got hit with a $14,000 fine, which they said that's the equivalent of a, a $33 fine for the average American. Uh, what are your thoughts about that whole just show up in Green Bay? Well, I think, you know, this, this is why it's probably time for Aaron to retire. I mean, Eric. Aaron is just cynical. He he he's not taking any of this seriously. That's not the tone to strike. I mean, and especially when you're the quarterback, the the, the face of the franchise, that he's just striking the wrong tone every at every turn, dude. I mean, and it's just amazing because here's a guy who I think you know for the most part has put together you know a, a fantastic career and, and he's been a respectable guy. 
but how he's handling this and just the lack of seriousness, the games and the seriousness that's, that's going along with this, it's just disappointing to see with him. I mean, you know, but some guys think that they're you know bigger than the game, yeah. and I think Aaron's about to find out. There's a reason why you wear your helmet. There's a reason why they tell you not to take your helmet off when you're on the football field in the NFL. Well, and not only that, hey man, next man up in a in a violent sport like football, anybody can go down for for the year. Any, from Joe Montana to you name it, every player is susceptible to into a season injury, a season ending or a career ending injury. So uh, you know that, and I'm just surprised that the NFL didn't come down a lot harder on him. I thought that they should have really thrown the book at him. You can't play when you have spent all millions of dollars to modify things around your facilities to make sure the game goes on. And now you have a guy lying. So somebody somewhere knew and didn't say, and I think that they don't want to get too deep into that because we'll find out that the NFL sort of knew he was making, having those violations and just turned the other cheek. And right. you know, that's, that would piss a lot of people off. And from reports, a lot of people behind the scenes are pissed off about this. Because yeah, you, mean, why you going how I gotta follow the rules and then you you turn the other way when this guy does it, you yeah, know? I mean, but it's but here's the difference. Let's let's let's, let's take it. Let's look at Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton. Yeah, because look, look, we all know why Cam is in the NFL right now because you know he it took him to. I mean, well, he had he's gotten the vaccination now, but he didn't do it at the beginning, and, and he got and COVID. Nobody, yeah. yeah, and nobody wanted to deal with that. Yeah. Nobody wanted to deal with that and, and just, you know, and so. He's he out of a, a job. job. Yeah, he's out of a job. And Aaron he's out runs. of a job and, and probably out of the league now because he, he may be done. I mean, he may get a backup job next year somewhere. Who knows? I mean, but I, I'm thinking he may be done. Um, you know, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of gets a pass through this. I mean, yeah. and the Green Bay Packers are willing to take the run the risk because the problem really is, is, when you're not vaccinated, you know, the protocols for you are much different than a guy who's vaccinated. Right. And and and, uh, and, 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 and when you're talking about your quarterback, you don't want him not to be vaccinated because he could miss too much time, which would throw your whole program off. Because I mean, he, he may miss Sunday because he's not – he won't be cleared until Saturday. So you mean to tell me he's just going to come from home and he I'm, maybe he will start. But, I mean – Especially yeah. after Jordan Love looked the way he looked the other day. But it's just, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Yeah, so, I mean, but I don't know, dude. I mean, so they, they let some guys get away with a lot. And we all know that. Yeah. Hadn't had a chance to get your thoughts on uh, the Astros. Obviously, a huge run to make it to the World Series. Fell short. Dusty is coming back next year. And we don't know about Correa. It doesn't look like uh, they've offered him a qualifying offer. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, sort of post-mortem of the Astros? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, the career comes back. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I was glad to see them bring Dusty back. I might have liked to have seen them give him a couple, you know, two years with with a, with a, the second year, an, an option year for him, you know, for what he's done for this franchise. You know, and, and how he's come in and led this franchise through, you know, a, a very tumultuous time. And let's be honest, I mean, for a lot of franchises, you know, what they went through and, and, and all of the corruption and how they were viewed, dude, I mean, the, the Astros could have really t- went in the tank. Yeah. But they, they brought in the right man for that job at that time. And I think he handled it probably better than anybody else in baseball could have. And and I think the way the Astros have handled him, you know, basically waiting until after the World Series to to extend him. Are you for real? Yeah. yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, come on, man. You know, and, and and then only only giving him another year, you know, which kind of shows you that they really weren't planning on giving him. If he hadn't made it to the World Series, they weren't they weren't planning on giving him another contract. Yeah, I, everybody, should, everybody should understand that. I know that Click has a guy in Tampa he wants to bring in with this analytics. See, these GMs, man, they 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 just want to yeah. run computer games, 
and and your manager is just sort of a figurehead. You look at some of the stuff that the, the you know they pre-program how the game is going to go and how many pitches a guy is going to pitch. And analytics is really taking over the game. That's why you see fifty pitches a game. <laughs> in relief you know it's just it's ridiculous and it was refreshing to see snitger from uh atlanta and dusty baker from houston two old school coaches who don't aren't immersed in the analytics uh make it all the way to the world series so go for team old school as it pertains to that um yeah i want to ask you about swag you've been doing a lot of stuff with prairie review prairie review has all but uh sort of uh clinched the western division of the swag promising them which uh, again they have to win one out of two and one of the games is against mississippi valley but you don't want to take any for granted but if they win one out of two they clinched the western division and a chance to go to the swag championship game with versus a team that's probably going to be the Jackson State Tigers. What are your thoughts on what's going on in the swag and with Prairie View? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm loving it, man, and, I, and I'm and I'm I'm excited for for the, for the Panthers. I'm excited for Coach Dooley. I'm excited for Juwan Paz. Uh, I love that defense. I mean, you know, because that's really been the key. I mean, is that they finally have a you know a lights out kind of defense. I mean that that that. I mean, like the other day, I mean, they were down 20 to 10 at halftime. And then they pitched a shutout in the second half. Right. And won, and won that football game. I mean, you know, and, and that that takes a lot from your defense to be able to do that. And so, I mean, you know, the, so finally he has that defense that's caught up with his offense. And so it's just, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to watch. Now, I do think that they need to go to Alcorn State and win on Saturday, though. Get this over with. Well, yeah, that would be that would be fun. And, and had Alcorn not lost last week, this was going to be oh, the oh, premier yeah. match. This would have been the game. Yeah, and, and I know the Southern uh, go, Jackson State goes to Southern, and that's usually a big game because of their fan bases. Southern is has an interim coach. They're down a little bit this year. They still can. I think they can still beat them. Honestly, I mean, we went to Jackson this past weekend, and I have to say that I was not. It, the, the the hype was a little bit more than the product on the field. They were solid, but I thought that uh, a lot of the lack of success for Texas Southern had to do with Texas Southern doing some of the same things they've been doing all season. And Shadua Sanders was solid. I, I was really impressed with their receivers. And yeah. their running game is okay. I don't see them as being unbeatable. I, I really think Prairie View can win it all and go to the Celebration Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all either, so. But it's just, it's just, I think it's good for Houston. It's good for these kids. It's good for Prairie View's program. And and, and now it's time for TSU. You know, it, put, it, should, it should be a little pressure on them too now to get it right. Well, we're doing, yeah. we're doing, uh, we're putting up some offensive numbers uh, Saturday, notwithstanding. But yeah, we have a couple more games against the Alabama schools. So hopefully, you get a chance to check out Andrew Body in person and see what that team's uh, that team looks like. A- any news with the Rockets so far that you that's noteworthy? Man, all I know is they they better they better they better make sure Christian is happy because uh, it sounds like he's getting a little frustrated because. He's a guy who's ready to win now. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's put so much into his career, and now finally the, the, the fruits of his labor are paying off. But it's with a bad team. I mean, and so you have to make a decision because, in terms of his years, he's so far ahead of these young guys that they won't be able to win during his prime. And so now you got to make a decision. I think he's getting a little frustrated. Still kind of early. They have a matchup against Detroit uh, tonight, so that should be interesting as the number one, number two pick uh, go at it. You know, go at it, and uh, we'll have a chance to see that matchup. How can folks read what you're uh, writing and what you've been working on with the Defender Network? Well, come on over to the DefenderNetwork.com and check me out. Uh, also, um, you know, Twitter, uh, Terrence Harris. I'm there. And I, you know, I tweet out everything, and you know, and I, I kind of keep the conversation going. And I do the same thing on 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 the defenders uh, Twitter page. So either place, I mean, just you know, come come check us out. Click on the stories. Let us know you're there. Let us know that you know you 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 feeling what we're writing or, or or doing. Or if you want something different, let let us know that too. Hey man, we certainly appreciate it. And uh, at, like always, uh, again, love the insight. Always love that. You know, I enjoy this time with you. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614.
appreciate Terrence Harris. Uh, we always enjoy hearing from him. But now it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player, team, entity, someone in or around the world of sports that we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. Now, for this one, I'm going to tread a little lightly. Let me put the disclaimer out there. This is just for fun. This is just for amusement. No one is calling anyone a real dummy. I don't know. Maybe we are, but for the sake of this Lamont Award, we aren't. Because this episode's Lamont Award goes to a guy named Damon Arnett. He's a now former NFL player, former Las Vegas Raider. And he's former because my man made a choice. Chose them streets over millions of dollars and what could have been a great NFL career. You see, uh, Mr. Arnett posted videos, uh, now deleted videos on social media, brandishing guns. Telling somebody to pull up. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like, you dead. And I got an army upstairs. I got some folks with me. It ain't just me. I'm not talking about uh, 22s. I mean, he got whatever. I'm not a gun person. But whatever he had, it didn't look like civilians are supposed to have. Now, you can argue your Second Amendment rights all you want to. I'm just saying, you know, citizens don't need hand grenades and, and grenade launchers and like that we we don't need that and we don't need what he had <laughs> whatever that was and so again this guy was a first round pick of the las vegas raiders and now they're done with him they cut him now i don't know his background and i don't know where he's from i know that there were character issues prior to the draft pertaining to him but here's the deal you made it through high school you made it through, if you came from a rough neighborhood, you made it through that. You got to college, Ohio State. You got to school. You got through that. And all of the the discipline and the sacrifice you made to get through that. You did whatever you had to do. You had to go to somebody's class somehow, some way. You've done all of those things to get to this point. You make your money. And again, you're on your rookie deal. I don't know how much money he's made. But you get on that, and then you choose to, wow, go backwards. And, and I will say this. I've seen this happen generation after generation, where guys just, they go back to, they never separate themselves from where they came from. And I don't know if it's survivor's guilt. I don't know if it's just wanting to be down. I don't quite understand it. It's just that guys like Arnett, he belonged to the streets. I mean, that's just what there are people who really like that. The, the, you know, all of that gangster stuff. I mean, it's glorified in the music and it's not an indictment on music or the culture or whatever. This is about, uh, this is really kind of sad because this young man had the world on the string. He was one of the few that made it and you give it right back because you went to some thug. <laughs> like, really? Is that what we really, really doing? I don't know, man. I don't know what lies in store for him. I don't know if he's a, a rehabilitation case, if he'll get a second chance. I don't know. But what I saw in that video is not a good look. And for you to post that on social media, like you're not an NFL player, like word is not going to get out. I mean, it's not. I'm sure you don't have 10 followers. I'm sure you are in the thousands of followers. And you decided, and you appeared to be sober, so you decided to do this then? This is what you decided to do? Well, for that reason, Damon Arnett, you are a big dummy. You big dummy! <laughs> now, again, I take no great joy in this one. This is disappointing. What are you doing? Why? Why? Everyone, there are people that will give one of their limbs to do what you're doing, and you give it up because of some street stuff. I don't know what the beef is, but, bro, you're a millionaire. You have separated yourself and put yourself and your family in a better position. Wherever you came from, you don't have to deal with some of the stuff that you had to deal with before. 
And instead of having all those guns, why don't you invest in some security? But you may not need it anymore. You may not be able to afford it anymore because you're without a job. So good luck to that young man. I hope uh, he can turn his life around and serve as a cautionary tale. That, hey, man, let the streets do what the streets do. You go ball out and make your money and live happily ever after. So with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank you guys for tuning in. want to remind you to call the sports line, 832-941-6614. Sign up for the email list on WaysWordProductions.com. If you have music, music WaysWordProductions.com. On Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. All of those ways to get involved and hang out. want to thank Terrence Harris, Cobank Holmes. want to thank our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. And if you don't remember anything else, please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.